Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Well, let's see what they do now. The larger Green Bay's defensive line. As I said, they're a huge team. Team, team. All day long, they were fearful of this man, Walla Payton, 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 Payton. A marvelous running back who is now the outstanding runner in the National Football League. Football League. Football League. Three seconds left in the game. Who's covering Greg Latter? No, no. The Bears with the ball, the pitch out to Walla Payton, number 34. Look at this formation. Trubisky's going to keep it himself and take it into the end zone. Rodgers is taken down, the ball is out, and Mack took the ball away. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Mack with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. These are the kind of plays that we have seen from Khalil Mack. Welcome to Chicago. It's Packer Week. Trubisky to the end zone. Second and ten, turn around, touchdown, Tariq Cohen, oh, it is picked off by Mukamara! Live from Houndstooth Saloon, 3369 North Clark in Chicago, it's the Hogan Johns Podcast. Like I said before, you know it's going to be uh, Thursday night. With Adam Hope. 60% of the time, it works every time. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. It truly is beauty and the beast. I might add a handsome beast to that. Here they are, the Adams. Don't make this thing bigger than what it is. Just play our game. Be us. Hogan Johns. What's going on, Hounds 2? Oh, we can do better than that. Come on. The Bears season starts in 24 hours from hear, right now. I hear Aaron Rodgers is having dinner somewhere downtown. Yes. You can say they're at Maestro's. He's at Maestro's. If we were live on the radio right now, we could send everyone over there to harass him. I don't think that'd be a good idea, but we don't have to worry about that now. Welcome in the Hogan Johns podcast. Really excited to get going here. From Hounds to Saloon. What a crowd we got here. There's an overflow room. There's people outside. Why don't you act like a professional? Put your microphone in front of your face there. All right, yeah. there you go. I missed miss my microphone. Yeah, the I know. handheld mic. Uh, come on. Kevin Fishbane's over there in the corner, everybody. <laughs> Nice round of applause. We're gonna for the talk, fish man. We're gonna talk to the fish. It was a kind of a light applause for the fish man, I'd say. We'll, we're we're gonna have him on later too. Uh, welcome in. Uh, there are people that uh, are not here live, so we have to address them too. But we are at Houndstooth Saloon. What a cool place. What a cool venue for this. Picked a nice night where there's no Cubs game, so there's some parking outside. I appreciate everyone who came. Uh, but for those of you that are just listening on the podcast, you should definitely come by and stop here. I just. Have had an outstanding burger called the Bama Burger that apparently is award-winning and everything. We'll have one so, after this for sure. And, and for those of you that are here, $4 drafts, $6 food. Uh, what a great deal that they put together here for us tonight at Houndstooth Saloon as we kick off the 2019 Bear season. It's finally here. It's about time. About time. It feels like a long time. Long time. Coming. It really does. It was a long off season and uh, full of plenty of kicker stories. <laughs> Don't remind that me. That I hope is not a story tomorrow Don't night. Don't remind me. Oh, stop. Just, please. Stop, stop, stop. Please do not be a story tomorrow night. All right. Um, 
Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Of course, you can read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. My latest 10 Bears things up. How many people saw that? You see my prediction? You see my prediction? We're going to talk about that. Dabrowski did. Oh, yeah. Well, see, he was my ghostwriter. That's what people don't know. That's why it was so optimistic. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to hear from Bob Dabrowski a little bit tonight. Uh, of course, you read Adam Johns at The Athletic, theathletic.com. How many athletic su- subscribers do we have in here now? I hope That's you're good. all That's subscribing good. now that the podcast is on there once a week, too. Uh, and I thought we had a good good start yes, to The yes, Athletic. Yes, yes. Uh, good, good response to social media. We'll have another one next Tuesday. Absolutely. So keep this going. So, And, of course, we will have our post-game episode tomorrow night, no matter what happens, win or lose for the Bears. Whatever. Look at that guy's jacket back there. Look at that. Oh, my God. Well done. That's looking pretty good. Look, we had such a Chicago ambiance right now. You hear the L trains in the background just going by. I hope that came through. I love it. I love it. Um, So thanks to everyone who came out tonight. We're going to really preview the season, get everyone's picks. Uh, In fact, when we take questions from the audience, which we love to do at these events, I want to hear your name and your score prediction for tomorrow night. That's how you have to address us when you come up to the microphone. we got a uh, microphone right up here, so if you want to ask questions at any point, find our guy Joe Romano here who's producing. Ernie, can you bring uh, bring the soundboard back up here? Yeah, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, Joey Jojo! Gotta love Joe. Rubin. Joe, how did that feel with a hundred eyes on you listening to that soundbite? <laughs> good, not great. Well, let's do this then. I love that. I love that. And speaking of Joe's, I need to give a shout-out to one of our loyal listeners, Joe Calendriello. I hope I'm saying that. You're probably related to him, right? All Joe's are related. Um, he was going to come here tonight from New York City. By the way, we have we have listeners from Germany here tonight. Back in the corner. And I think you said Washington, D.C., too. Right there in the middle. How about that? I hope you're coming in for the game, too. Um but Joe was supposed to come in from New York, but uh, his wife was hospitalized, and he had to cancel his whole trip, sell his tickets to the game, cancel his hotel. He's devastated. Um, so he asked if we could just give her a shout-out on the podcast. Said it would mean a lot. Gloria, uh, his wife, thanks so much for being a loyal listener. I hope everything is, yeah, is, is okay soon. there. Uh, but we uh, definitely wanted to come through on that shout-out. So best uh, to everything for Joe and Gloria. Um should we get going here with our talk? Let's do it. On the team? So 13-3, and three, Super Bowl. That's your pick. What do you think about that? Wow. Wow, you're all in. Adam Hogue is all in. Take Why us not? through it. Give me, but give me a reason not to be. Well, where do you want to start? You just mentioned. You have kicker right there. Okay. Double doinking. A lot of double doinking. Mr. Yeah. Trubisky's development, even though I'm on the, the more positive side of that conversation, I just think 13-3. Think and three. Look, I pick them 11-5. and five. I think that's a great season, but 13-3, and three, Super Bowl? Come on, explain yourself. 
Well, I I think that they're a really good football team, and I don't know why everyone's so afraid to predict that a really good football team can win the Super Bowl. I mean, it is – once you're in the dance in the playoffs, and I think that – I mean, you think they're going to make the playoffs, right? I do. Yeah. They're winning the NFC North. I think First of all, I think the NFC North's a little overrated right now. Ooh. Uh, everyone's on the, the Packers to have a big rebound. You're telling year. me ESPN's 20,000 computer simulations is going to be wrong about the Green Bay Packers? They had them at 13. Yeah. I know. Okay. 20,000 computers cannot be wrong. So other than Devontae Adams, who the hell is Aaron Rodgers going to throw yeah, the football that's to? Point. That's a good point. Who has heard of Trevor Davis? Jake Kumaro played at UW-Whitewater. That's a really good Division Three program. <laughs> Dar- Darius Shepard, who is not even playing tomorrow night. He's hurt. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, he had he's okay. But, I mean, th- this is not uh, the Aaron Rodgers receiving crew that he's had in the past when he was throwing the Randall Cobb. Uh, who else? Uh, Jordy Nelson. Donald Driver. James Jones. I mean, he's had some really good receivers in the past, and he doesn't really have that right now. So, um, obviously, Devontae Adams is really good. And then this defense, the one thing I will give the Packers defense credit for, they only have one player over the age of 27 on their entire defense. So they have rebuilt kind of here on the fly. They're young, but I still think they're just, they're mostly just okay. I think it's a solid defense. The Packers have done what the Bears have have done for years. They're trying to spend money to fix their holes, and we know that doesn't always work. We saw it fail here miserably under John Fox. So Preston Smith, whatever, Darius Smith, whatever, they're not. Khalil Mack. Well, the, They're the, not top-tier pass rush. Both of those signings are the equivalent of the Bears signing Pernell McPhee. I like Pernell McPhee, too. He's fine. He, he was okay, but he, you know, when the Ravens are letting a guy go, that usually means there's a pretty good reason behind right, it. Right, right, right. So uh, I would just be careful with that. So, you know, and then this, with the Vikings, I think both the Packers and Vikings are going to be good, but not great teams. Who, who's their quarterback again? For the Viking, your guy Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, my guy. Kirk You're the Cousins. president of the Kirk Cousins. I am not fan the club. president of the Kirk Cousins. Go back club. to check season one of the Hogan Johns podcast. <laughs> See how much this guy loves Kirk Cousins. That is, that is true. He was better in Washington. <laughs> Can't uh, win a big time game though. Look, and I like to have Dalvin Cook. Um, they they did make some moves to upgrade that offensive line, which was their biggest problem. And defensively, they're fine, but they're getting older, and that window is starting to close. We've been talking about that yeah, for two yeah, years yeah, now. Yeah, we've, we've seen we saw it here. Defensive windows tend to close very. Very early on teams. It happened to the Seahawks. You need that quarterback to keep that championship window open. That's why Mitch Trubisky was drafted. Can he be it? We'll see this year. Russell Wilson opened it up for the Seahawks. I don't think Kirk Cousins is popping open that window right now for the Vikings. And I think the Lions are not going to be a pushover. But they never really are with the the Lions. Yeah, but we say that, and they still finished ahead of the Bears most years until last year. You know, they're not a pushover. And I think they are going to be a little improved. But I guess my point here is the Bears are still up here. The other three teams are, are farther down here. And so just because those six divisional games are going to be tough, the Bears should still, what, go 5-1 and one in those games? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? And it's, a, it, it's the same conversation when you talk about the teams that are coming to Soldier Field this year. And it's a good schedule. If you have Bears season tickets this year, 
You got some great games. Yeah, some superstars coming that, to that's town. That's awesome. You got the Saints coming to town. You got the Chiefs coming to town. You got the Cowboys coming to town. Obviously, all the divisional games. Who am I forget? The Chargers come to town. I mean, it's a loaded schedule. But you're a really good football team, and you're at home. You should still go. They should be favored in all those games. You should still go at least 6-2 and two in those games, in my opinion. And I think, obviously, I'm leaning towards them performing better in those games. I think I think the game at Philly is going to be really hard to win. As much as the Bears are going to have revenge on their mind, that's a tough road game. But if you look at this schedule, most of their toughest opponents come to Soldier Field. They don't have to go on the road to face those those teams. So the, the Athletic polled all 44 of their football writers that we now employ. And these are the people that cover teams individually, some of our national writers like Dan Pompey and Mike Sando. And the, the consensus pick among the sports writers of The Athletic is that the Bears will be the most disappointing team of the 2019 season. So what? Where's that? What? Yeah. Yeah. Don't cancel your athletic subscriptions, yes. though. All right. I picked the Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to disappoint a lot of people this year. Yeah, and you know what? I can see that happening. And I kept that lo- team is ripe for an implosion. It, I don't know about implosion. I I kept looking for Beckham, reasons not to put them Mayfield. in the field. I don't love the AFC wild card. Um, candidates though and I still looked at the Browns and I'm looking at their roster and I'm like I still think they're going to get in like as the last wild card team I think the Steelers win that division though yeah yeah you don't you don't think they missed Antonio Brown and that clown show that he's oh, creating out have there? you seen Antonio Brown and all the drama he's creating that's yeah. addition yeah, by they, subtraction they even whatsoever. for a player that good yeah, I, same thing with Le'Veon Bell so I pointed out some reasons here why I think the these narratives that have developed why probably people on that poll that you just mentioned are picking the Bears to you know fall back to earth this year they lost Vic Fangio there's no way they can come up with 36 takeaways again last I check and I may have to fact check this with everyone else isn't Khalil Mack still on this team I believe so for the next few years isn't it very conceivable that this coming season could end up being Khalil Mack's best of his career. If you look at where he's at, the prime of his career, he dealt with an injury that really cost him a quarter of his season last year. He only missed two games, but he wasn't right for two others. I don't think 20 sacks is out of the question for him this year. Well, I, I think he just looked back at the 2011 season. Ravens, defensive player of the year, Terrell Suggs. Who was his off- or defensive coordinator? Chuck Pagano. Who was his position coach? Ted Monachino. Those are the same coaches in the same spots that Cleo Mack has this year. They will find ways to maximize Khalil Mack. That year for Suggs was like his seventh or eighth in, in the league, and he set a career high for sacks with yeah. 14. Khalil Mack, arrow's pointing up for his second year with the Bears, it, believe it or not. It just would not surprise me when we look back on the career of Khalil Mack when you know he's going into Canton, which is obviously going to happen. Transcendent talent. That 2019 was the year that he set you know career highs in a lot of different categories. But look, I, I don't want to dismiss Vic Fangio. That would be... That would be very careless to do. Vic Fangio, I believe, is the best defensive signal caller in, in all football. And I know there's a lot of people around the league on the offensive side of the ball that believe that. So I expect there to be moments in this season where maybe we're questioning the play calls, where maybe Pagano comes under a little bit of heat just because he's not Vic Fangio. That's just natural to happen. In fact, I actually think the Packers are going to score some points early on in this game tomorrow night. 
I think there's going to be an adjustment period and the and, you know the surprise element that the Packers have, and maybe people are like, all right, what's Pagano doing? That's inevitably going to happen. I just think there's too much talent across yeah. the board. They're just so good. You know, but people make it sound like Vic Fangio wasn't questioned at all last year. He was questioned in week one. When he Aaron had a bad Ro- second half. When Aaron Rodgers came miraculously back off the cart that he was you know, taken into the locker room on and led a second half comeback and hobbled Aaron Rodgers was not attacked. He dink and dunked his way down the field and there was a lot of missed tackles. The Patriots game. Tom Brady dink and dunked his way to a win against Vic Fangio's defense. His philosophy, his scheme that day did not work. And look, Vic Fangio is a fantastic defensive coordinator, but he'd be the first person to tell you that his defenses got better with the Bears because the players got better. The first year here, his starting inside linebackers were Shea McClellan and Christian Jones. Now they're Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. The players got better. The defense got better. By the way, I think you've mentioned that now on two straight podcasts. Shea's my guy. And I don't want you to ever mention those names ever again. Super Bowl champion, Shea McClellan. That's how he should always preface his name. I refuse to do that. Um, And this idea that 36 takeaways can't be repeated... They, the Bears' defense did that almost every year under Lovey Smith. And what's the common thread? Sure, the scheme had something to do with it. But they also had really good players in that era all over the defense. Uh, the, yeah, I think they had like a 10-year run, 9-year run there. Um, or 7 of the 9 years that Lovey Smith was here, they finished in the top 10 in takeaways. Here's from 2004 to 2012, the entire Lovey Smith era. 29 takeaways, 34, 44, 33, 32, 28, 35, 31, 44. I'll be shocked if the Bears don't get 30 takeaways this year. And I think that they can get to 36 It takes again. the right players and the right messages. And the Bears yeah. have a lot of talent at all three levels of that defense. We talked about the schedule, and actually the Mitchell Trubisky argument is pretty simple. You either believe in him or you don't. And I think a lot of these national guys don't believe in him. So if you don't believe in him, then you don't think the offense is going to get better, and that's part of your rationale. I can't really argue with it. Obviously, people know where I stand on that, where you stand on that. I think he is going to get better, and I think his offense will be improved this season. I don't know if they're going to be number one in the league. Not saying that, but I also think that they're they're going to be able to pick up whatever slack is lost at certain moments with the defense. I'm just thinking if last year was the the bar for Trubisky, if that's like his low moment in Matt Nagy's offense, where he has a, a better pass rating than Jay Cutler ever had in his Bears career here, then that's a whole new bar to evaluate quarterbacks in this town. And I think some people, frankly, whether it's media or even some fans, don't know how to handle or evaluate what Trubisky can actually become. The Bears haven't had a quarterback like this ever. I'm telling you, in terms of drafting a guy like this and developing from the get-go, Cutler started in Denver. We haven't had a story like this ever. So basically my argument is I think even though the schedule's tougher, they are going to navigate it. I still think they're better than most of the teams they play. You know, maybe they're twelve and four instead of thirteen and three. It is it is a tough road, but eleven and five is a good year too. Right, but part of why I'm picking them to, to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl is because I think with that eleven three record, they're going to have home field advantage in the playoffs, if not all the way through. And I just can't. After what happened last year, I think they're going to protect home field. Now, if they have to go to Philadelphia, which is the other team I think are going to play in the NFC Championship game, that's tough. But at least they will have already been in Philadelphia earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. So, I just think they're. I, I think it, they're good, and it's okay to pick them to win the Super yeah, Bowl. I think. A lot I think of, people are afraid to do it. I think people are struggling with the idea that the Bears have built a roster that's built more than to, to win in one season. Like this isn't the Dick Duran Bears. What year was that? Two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a flash yeah. in a pan. 
right? Mike sure. Brown was a hero. Jim Miller was your quarterback. Great guy, but look, he's not Mitchell Trubisky. This team is just different. I think a lot of national folks who don't come through town enough don't realize that. So why did you settle on 11-5? and five? Because I think there will be some. I think my concern mainly is because, look, the Bears had injuries last year. They did. Maybe they have one or more, two that are serious. Like, look, Cleo Mack was hurt. Allen Robinson was hurt. Kyle Long was hurt. Uh, Eddie Jackson was hurt. So he had some big names, but none of these absences other than Long were long. Injuries are hard to predict. Maybe they, they have a bad long, one this year. But they didn't have Bryce Callahan or Eddie Jackson down the stretch. Yeah, I know. I those know. actually technically were season-ending yes, injuries. Yes, I know. And, th- and those were a big deal. So. And I also think the, the schedule itself will probably take a, a few wins out of the equation for the Bears. I, I know you mentioned that more the degree of the gif- difficulty. These are better teams. Some of these players will make some big plays against the Bears defense. All right, so you said 11-5. and five. Where do they land in the playoffs? Like, what's the... Well, they're going to win the NFC North. Okay. At 11-5. Look, just in terms of, like, letdown teams, I don't think the Rams are going to be as good. I think the Saints are going to be one of the best teams. I think the Eagles are going to be one of the best teams. On the AFC side, I think the, the Chiefs could have a letdown year. Maybe they don't go, whatever, you know, 11-5. and five. Maybe they go 10-6 and six or something. But I don't know if Patrick Mahomes... I think Patrick Mahomes might come down to earth a, a little bit. So the Bears are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. That's the end of the story. But you're not, you're not short of the Super Bowl. Short of the Super Bowl. All right. All right, let's bring I may in. change that come to the playoffs. Let's I'm gonna see what the roster is. All right, let's bring in a guest here. It's not Al Riveron. It's Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. You've heard him on our podcast. And he, yeah, yeah, that's a better applause. He promised to come over dressed, and he delivered. Nice jacket, Kevin. Yeah. You I, came, are. I came from the Cap Show. The Cap Show. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Cap's got him going to the Super Bowl, too. Winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, come yeah. on, spark- Sparkles. Yeah. Would you call me Sparkles? Yeah, I right. did. I was just with Cap for a half hour. So it's it. like, yeah, it's I like in your brain. Sparkles, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It sticks with you for like 24 hours. Um, what's your record prediction here? Uh, I went 10-6 and six with, and I think in my description I said 10-6 and six can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I think this, it's a better team than last year. If, if they played last year's team today, they'd win. I think Mitch is going to be better. I think the defense is going to be fine. I think they'll still be the one, two, first, second, third best defense in football. It's just hard to win 12-plus games in the NFL. And you're, you're going to have coin flip games. They're going to lose a couple of weird ones. They're going to win a couple of ones you thought they weren't going to win. And they'll go 10-6, and six, win the division, and then have a run in the playoffs. How many game winners for Easy Eddie? Um, I've got uh, two. Eddie. I've got two game winners for Eddie, Eddie. Money. Eddie Money. Yeah, I like Eddie. I got Money. two game winners for Eddie Money and two game winners for Kicker to be named later in December. Ooh. You really so, want to keep the storyline alive? Uh, Wait, so he's going to hit two game winners, but they're still going to cut him? Nah, you're probably right. He'll probably he'll probably be just fine. I don't. They don't want to cut him. Let's. We all know that. So they're going to be patient with them. What's the the over under? I, I think five. If you if he surpasses five misses, then he's got to go right. Yeah, I, I mean, Park, Park I, missed seven last year. I know Matt Nagy. I know Matt Nagy preached patience, but they were probably too patient last year because of the money situation with Cody Parkey. Mm-hmm. So I don't. They don't have to worry about that now. So I, I said Cody Parkey, and I heard he heard yeah. groans. My bad. So you heard another reason because you you mentioned how they're better. Yeah, but you think they're going to lose two more games? Correct. 
part of the reason why I'm confident they're going to be fine with the schedule, look at last year. They went 12-4 and because you just said that it was it's hard to win 12 games, which is accurate. That's I'm not debating that. But they went 12-4. and They lost to a bad Packers team, a bad Dolphins team, and a bad Giants team. You see what he's doing to us? Yeah, and they Since also... picked 13-3. I know, I know. The 11-5 and five guy is like the bad guy. I'm like... 11-5 uh, is a good year. I'm like enjoying my night last night. I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise, and then Dude, no, there's, no. there's Hogue putting up his 13-3 and three Super Bowl, and suddenly the world stops. I gotta, you know, see what's going on here. I... I they should have lost the Arizona Cardinals last year. Mm. They that game was an absolute gift. The, the, these things I don't know if it was a gift. They played was, terrible, they four, but they're they, the better team. They had four takeaways in the second half. They needed to like. Yeah. So I, I think that they're just there's these certain games every year that you, you just you just don't know. And I just think that I, I'm being safe with ten and six while admitting that they they're going to be better. I, I don't the, the the schedule thing does not phase me at all. Eli Cabron is here, former uh, ChicagoBears.com writer. He just said, the Bears, Packers, and Vikings have the same 14 opponents. Yeah. And Lions. It's just the two. It's, it's just the, the, the other two. It's the Saints and Rams. And it's, yeah, which they is a big the, difference. They get the Saints here. So I, the, the schedule thing doesn't phase me. I just, I just think it's uh, – and actually, Adam Johnson's former colleague, Patrick Finley, said this today. The Bears have had back-to-back winning seasons two times since Ditka was fired. It's just, it's hard. I still think they're going to do that's, it. That, that just speaks see, to my see, point I mean, that yeah, people yeah. are afraid to accept that this is a different era. Uh, I think that they, this yeah. is a well-run organization now with really good coaching. I, 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 think I, pick, the, I picked them to win, go 10-6 and six and win the division. I know that's really <laughs> hard for Bears fans to accept, but I think it's reality. All right, so Patrick Finley better have in the paper right now that the Bears going 8-8. Eight, eight and eight. No, Patrick's he, got them 10-6. Uh, and six. Okay, so. Yeah. So he believes they're a better run organization now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all do. We I all think know it's that. just we an easy storyline to, to expect the, the Bears let down. And I get it. You know, there's been a lot of letdowns for yeah. this team. Yeah. A lot of letdowns in this city. And, and I understand that. It's painful. But this team, despite the schedule, is not built for that type of letdown. Well, not, there's I, too many young players still getting better on this team. I think you also have a head coach that's not going to allow a letdown. I mean, we all remember 2014. And there were high expectations before that season. Not like this, but th- not too far off. When that was a team that was one play away from making the playoffs, brought in two, three big-name defensive guys that, that we thought were going to be good, and then everything fell apart. But you have the right GM, you have the right head coach, you have the right quarterback. I think you have the right quarterback in terms of he's going to, he is a good leader. He's good at all the intangibles. I'm still not sure what he's going to be on the field. Plus, he has a better surrounding cast than Jay oh, Cutler ever had here. Absolutely. So, I, I, yeah, I think they're going to be better. I think they're much better equipped to make a run in the playoffs than last year's team was. All right. Let's. Uh, if anyone here wants to come up to the mic and ask some questions, definitely can. Bob, we definitely got to hear your thoughts on this season. So why don't you get up here and tell us what uh, – Joe will get you the microphone here because we got to get Bob's take on on what's going on here with the Bears this season. I'm glad I left my suspenders at home, Bob. Yeah, I don't want to show you up there, fish man. Uh, well, I mean, I agree with our guy. Am I standing too close? To I agree with our guy here, Hoagie Cat. Obviously, they're going to the Super Bowls, but uh, I don't know where they're losing three games. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, first of all, i got to ask you guys, uh, this is a great crowd out here at the Hounds Tooth Saloon, and uh, I think... Um, 
I think it's probably fair to say that uh, anyone that could not come out here that was able to is probably a lesser Bears fan than all of these good, fine people wow. out here. So give yourself a round of applause. Uh, yeah, I mean, 16 and 0, they're going to go Super Bowl. Uh, it should be fun. Um, I think. What do you guys want to know? Do you guys want questions? Or? Well, well, well oh, wait. What was your prediction for Adam Shaheen again? Because that's looking more realistic, I think. Uh, you mean the Grizzly Giant? Yes, that's what I mean. I apologize. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Grizzly Giant, I mean, I mean, I might have to up it now with uh, Mr. Burton possibly sitting out this game. It was 35 touchdowns, 49 receptions, 690 receiving yards, but it might get to 36 touchdowns now. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it sounds doable to me. It's definitely yeah. doable. I mean, it's probably going to be at least a quarter of Mitch's touchdowns this season. So. <laughs> I think that might be a record. What uh, What's the score tomorrow night? Tomorrow night score, uh, we'll go with, um, I don't want to say 73 to nothing because that'd be trite. We'll go 72 to nothing, give them something to strive for. All right. I think that's fair. All right, Bob Dabrowski, everybody. Yes. All right. Very realistic, as always. Um, what do you guys think for tomorrow night? Let's hear the predictions. Let's get there. Go first, Kev. Uh Week one games are often ugly. Last year, what, what was 18 to 12? The Eagles beat the Falcons. It's just like a slog fest. So I think it's going to be kind of low scoring and just going to be kind of a weird game as they try to figure each other out. So I got I got Bears 20, Packers 19. What I'm a little worried about for the Bears is good teams win, great teams cover. I right now don't have the Bears covering tomorrow. Yeah. Which is, it's three and a half, right? Um, the spread tomorrow night. Now you said 20 points for the Bears, so is that a missed extra point? I got two touchdowns with two-point conversions, a Leonard Floyd safety, and a Khalil Mack safety. All right. Okay. All right. Now Bob's prediction sounds more realistic. (laughs) I got 30 to uh, 20. Bears. I I think Aaron Rodgers, he's going to get his. I don't think he's going to have a miraculous game like he had last year in the opener. Uh, He's going to have some struggles against Pagano's defense, but he always gets his. He'll have some great moments because he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Ha Ha Clinton Dix, interception though. Yeah, really? I, I think I think it happens. I, I think everyone makes, or we see why he's a better fit than Adrian Amos in, in this defense. They, why they want better playmakers in the secondary. I think Adrian Amos has a very tough day against Tariq Cohen and maybe Anthony Miller over the middle if he's still healthy enough. You know, it's funny. Ernie and I are, and Ernie Scadden's our engineer here. I should have mentioned him off the top. Love you, buddy. Yeah, that open, that open was incredible. You guys heard that open at the beginning of the podcast. That was all this guy right here, Howard Cosell, and some of that old time stuff. That was outstanding. He's the best. Uh, we were talking here before we got going. It's like the Adrian Amos story didn't really even end up being that big of a deal this week. At least I didn't feel like it. Matt Nagy didn't get asked about him until yesterday. If I can make a plug for the athletic, yes, please Fine. do. The uh, the our, our Packers writer, who everybody heard on yesterday's podcast. We kind of did a little collaborative story about Adrian By Amos. By the way, you guys never plug your stuff. Theathletic.com. Not enough. Chicago. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was funny was we wrote this article together about you know Amos's return and everything. Talked to Alan Robinson, Taylor Gabriel about it. And immediately in the comment section, 
was Packers fans and Bears fans fighting over Amos versus Clinton Dix. It has become this era's Lombardi versus Hallis. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems like it. It, it. Packers fans think that Adrian Amos is like the next Sean Taylor. And, and Bears fans, I think, are pretty realistic about how uh, Clinton did. Correct, yeah. yes. And what he's going to bring here. But it is amazing the what that has turned into amongst the fan bases. I, I will say, and this is just going to sound biased, I do think Bears fans are handling this side of this thing better than Packers fans are. Well, Adrian... And, but I also think yeah. it has to do with the defenses that they're in. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, think, I think because... Bears fans saw Adrian Amos' full four-year sample. They realized that he played better when the defense got really good. And I and I and so I can understand from the Packers side of thing, they just think they're getting a really good player. Yeah. Where I, and maybe he continues. It's possible he continues to get better. But the, Look, the guy's first career interception was an amazing pick six in Baltimore, but that doesn't happen. If yeah, but wasn't that his first interception? Yes, yes, yes. In his third year? Yes, yes. It yeah. doesn't happen if Joe Flacco is, is any better and Kyle Fuller doesn't tip the pass. I mean, he right. needs help. He needs help around him to make big plays. And that is a clean pick by Kurt Fuller. <laughs> Kyle Fuller, yeah. Um, 31... What did I say, 24? I think that's what I had in my story. 31-24 is what I'm going with. I think there's going to be offense in this game, specifically early. I mean, you're calling for kind of an ugly game. I I think both of these offenses feel confident right now. Aaron Rodgers is healthy. We saw firsthand last year what that surprise element can do, even as I think the game ended and you realize actually the Bears' offense isn't quite gelling yet. But... They were able to score early because of everything was scripted. They had practiced that stuff for weeks on end coming into the game. And I think the Bears defense is going to be handling with handling that as a problem early on in the game. And, I would not shock me if Rodgers goes down the field and scores a touchdown on the first drive. And, and the Bears offense is different. Yes, I think they're I think they're underestimating yes. what's different in the Bears offense yes, too. Yes, yes. Which is why the first quarter may end and the score could be 14-10 already. Yeah, or, or yeah, some fireworks early. Or maybe even like 17-14. That'd be kind of out of hand. But, I could see Nagy going yeah. deep in the first few plays. At least having that option route for Trubisky there. It's happening. Yeah, I think, I think that's... They can go shot for shot a little bit in that first half. Yeah. I, th- I, think I think so. And then I think there'll be adjustments at halftime, and I think there'll be less I points argue, scored I don't, in the I don't think half. the Packers will be able to go shot to shot with the Bears. Well, I, I think the Bears have more offensively for the first time again. Oh, how long. oh yes, absolutely. Yes, so much more. Absolutely. I just think that the number 12 on that side makes the guys around him better. Tilts the field. Yeah, a little bit than number 10 does on this side as of now. Yeah. Again, you're not scared of Trevor Davis? Yeah, that sounds like a guy from like Barrington or something. Or undrafted free agent from last year, Al. Alan Lazard? No. No. He's an Iowa State guy, so I should be careful with Joniak coming after me on that one. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think 31-24. Ultimately, the better team ends up winning in the fourth quarter. You want to stick around and go through our other picks? I'm here as long as you guys need me. He's here to do I'm, my college I'm just picks. honored to be a part of this. Yeah, uh, John's just trying to get out of his college picks. I told I, him. I, I should say, I have had many, many people tweet at me, come up to me at night, and say how much they loved the new athletic edition of the podcast. 
that, that of the three episodes of the week, that was their favorite episode. I don't know why yeah. it was, but they, I've had many, many people, hundreds and thousands of people. They like guys in I'm sports very coach. good at crowd estimations. Thousands of people have told me that was their thousands, favorite. Thousands. I like thousands. I like it. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty good Packers guest on. You did. You did. Yeah. From the Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> we got a question right here. Yes, we do. What's up? Name and score prediction for tomorrow. All right, my name is Ryan. I'm from South Carolina. I escaped the hurricane. I made my way out here. Nice. Yeah. The score is going to be 34 to 7. And my question for you guys is Is it far fetched to believe under the second season under Matt Nagy that Mr. Trubisky can win MVP given? That Carson Wentz was up for it in his second season, and Patrick Mahomes won it in his second season. All right, I'm going to give two answers here. Realistically, I think that's a stretch. Okay. However, what were what, what were the odds on this? Weren't they? Did they start at like they seventy off, to one? No, two hundred to one on on him winning MVP. Yes. So now, the Chicago money f- flooded in, and that changed that number within twenty four hours. And now I think it's it's the same book, Westgate Vegas. I now think it's down to forty to one. Now I don't gamble, and for some reason our state can't figure out this gambling thing yet and get things it's going Illinois, for the man. first game. But that's not shocking because it's Illinois. But if they had opened up a uh, a, a a thing at Arlington, where I could have placed a bet on that back in June or July, I would have done it because those are outstanding odds for something as you just said in that question is conceivably possible. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but at those odds, this offense, this coaching, his talent, it could all click that he could have a monster year like that. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be really hard to beat, and actually, I think Carson Wentz is going to be in the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. this year. Well, if you're going to talk second year, Jared Goff. Would, I mean, there was no. MVP conversation because of Mahomes last year, yeah. but Jared Goff would have been in that conversation. Until that he played his, the Bears. Right, yeah, until he played, and that was his second year McVay's offense. So there's reason to, to expect that uh, an ascent from Mitch Trubisky. If you're the quarterback for a good team, a good playoff team, 13-3 and three team, and you have good numbers, you're an MVP candidate. Yeah. What Patrick Mahomes did last year, people need to realize that's kind of an outlier. Peyton Manning hit 50 touchdown passes once in his career. Tom Brady did it once in his career. It doesn't happen often. It does not. Yeah. Um, he's got a chance to do it again this year, though. He's really good, and that's still an incredible offense. What's up? we got another question here. Hey, this is Max from Minneapolis. Nice. Um, just wanted to nope, score. score 24-20 Bears. I'm going to say Panero hits a 52-yarder to end the second Ooh, quarter. I like okay. it. End the second quarter. End the second quarter. I like that. Right cool. before Very specific. Uh, question, just in general, I'm a fantasy football player. I drafted David Montgomery in three leagues. <laughs> Big up on him. Wanted to just ask general vibe how you guys feel about him. And tomorrow, 20-plus touches, yes or no? Ooh, 20 touches. 20 is a lot for the first game. But I, I, I do think that he's going to I, – I think he's going to have a much bigger role tomorrow than people might think. I agree. I think it's it's going to be a huge role. I think he's being thrown in there right now. As much as there can be a bell cow back in this offense, I think he is that guy – 20 to, if he gets to 20, it's because he catches like at least five yeah. passes or something yeah. like that. So I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. I do think it's possible. He's going to be catching the football out of the backfield. That's, they love his route running ability. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. Since I am predicting a high-scoring game, I, that means there's going to be a lot of plays usually, right? Uh, unless they're like going down the field in three plays every time. I'm not saying that's going to happen. So... 
I love the drafting of him, though. I'll say that. I picked him, too, in, my, in the third yeah. round of my draft. I think he's going to be really good. And Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing yeah. in his uh, rookie year under Matt Nagy. I, I can see 12 to 15 touches tomorrow, but by, by the end of the year, to answer the question, he's going to lead the, the Bears in offensive touches for sure. Sorry, Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery's getting more carries. You're probably right. Jordan Howard had 250 last year. People forget about that. That's a lot of carries. It's only two less than he had as a rookie. David Montgomery's going to get a lot of those carries. Yeah. Another question here. This dude looks like Zach Saban. <laughs> a little bit, no? So he's got to have the cackle. I'll take then. it. He's a good-looking guy. Uh, I'm David from the West Side. Uh, I'm going to go 24-17. I'm going to go with the cover. Uh, disagree with Fishman here. And also, talking with Bob Degrowski, Eddie Dinero instead of Eddie Money. Very that, good. That, that's a Dabrowski original right there. He's a pro. He's a pro. Look at those glasses. It, oh, he's, he's great. Anyway, a little bit of a nebulous question, so bear with me. Um, so obviously, Chicago's had a little ro- rocky history with the quarterback position. I'm a younger guy, haven't really had a true, you know, number one franchise quarterback, regardless of what your opinion of color is in my lifetime. Where do you think the negativity surrounding Trubisky kind of stems from and those overall negative vibes? Because looking at it from an outsider's perspective, we haven't had a ton of good quarterbacks. You'd think it'd kind of go the other way, but kind of want your opinion on that and uh, where it stems from. Thanks, guys. By the way, even though you're young, I, I think everyone in this room is in the same boat with the not having a great quarterback. <laughs> Unless anyone here saw Sid Luckman play. Hey, uh, I, I saw Josh McCown in 2013. Oh, wow. You're one of those. You're a, you're a Josh McCown truther. I've been, I've been around McCown, Carmen, like Mark Carmen is. Mark Carmen would take Josh McCown over Mitch Trubisky right now. Mark Carmen would take Josh McCown over Patrick Mahomes right now. I think a lot of that Trubisky angst actually goes back to the surprise of the draft pick. People don't like being surprised. Moving up to number two, then after that you see the more seasoned guys get picked. Mahomes, Watson. Look, if those guys were sure things, they'd be number one or number two. The Browns would not have taken who Miles Garrett that year. He's not an Andrew Luck. They weren't Andrew Luck-like prospects. They had holes in their game, holes in their character. There's question marks about them. Trubisky, obviously the Bears became enamored with them, but I think a lot of that, that angst from media members, so, or especially nationally, um, especially some pundits up there, is rooted in the surprise of the pick. I think that, unfortunately for Mitch, she's always going to be compared to Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and it's not fair to him. It's not his fault they were in the same draft as him. I, you look at 2016 or 2015, I mean, Mitch has already had a one better year than Mariota and Winston had yeah. the year before, and I agree with Johnsy. I, I think there are still people who did not like that trade. And I, I, the minute it happened, I had no problem with it. No issue with it. You, got, you find your guy, you go get him. Doesn't matter. Just go get your guy. And I think because Mitch is always going to compare to those two, and right now those two have been better quarterbacks, that, that 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 makes him the third best quarterback in that class, and that's where I think a lot of it. You saw the Chiefs from. go get their guy in Mahomes. Yeah. You saw the Texans the go Chiefs, get their Watson. The Chiefs moved up like sixteen spots. Yes, yeah. yes. For Patrick Mahomes, the, the Eagles traded up for Wentz. The Rams yeah. traded up to number one to get Goff. This happens. This is it's, how you get quarterbacks. I blame John Lynch because the the day after the draft, you know yeah. John Lynch told every reporter that would listen to him that he fleeced Ryan Pace and he wasn't going to. Ryan Pace was not afraid of the 49ers taking Mitch Trubisky. There were other things going on why the Bears moved up. To number two. Well, the Bears were getting calls from other teams for their pick. Yeah. And if they're getting calls for that pick, what do you think those teams are trading up for? So that that was part of the equation too. The Chicago Bears selected. Oh, wow. That was it. Our friend Nick from Germany in the house over right. here. What's up, Nick? 
So, uh, I'm Nick, I'm from Germany. Uh, my score prediction is 27-14. Keep going. And uh, my question is, will Roquan Smith be an All-Pro this year? Ooh, you know my answer on that one. I'll say pro, can I say pro bowler and not All-Pro? Is that a cop-out? Um, well, <laughs> Ernie says I, yes. It's not this. It doesn't carry the same weight. Yeah, I just think all pro is hard to get. Yeah, but I, I think he's a. Pro, I think he's gonna be a top. What t- you gotta be a top five inside uh, linebacker to be a pro bowler. Yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. Well, I think he has more name recognition now. Even though he was a first round pick, I think the Cleo Mack thing kind of overshadowed what he actually became for the Bears. Didn't Darius Leonard get all pro honors last year? Yeah, as a rookie. Yes. yes. So it, it can yeah. happen. And, but again, that's a more media friendly GM over there. It's a position though yeah. where I think you can it's easier to over like I don't know that there's a a stalwart at that spot right now like right now Aaron Donald is hard to unseat as defensive player of the year as oh, good ridiculous. as as good as Khalil Mack is the Bears are going to have to be better than the Rams I think for Khalil Mack to get defensive player of the year this year that, that's sort of how he's the only way he's going to unseat Aaron Donald at the inside linebacker spot unless I'm just ignoring a, an obvious name right now it, it's open for Roquan Smith to get there absolutely 100% if he leads the Bears in tackles and if he gets five or six sacks in Pagano's defense because you know he's going to blitz. He's all pro material. Absolutely. Yeah, Pagano already told us that. Or he's going to drop he's, on the coverage. Yeah, yeah. Blitzing yeah. them. All right. We got uh, one more here. One more. All right, one more. And then we'll get on to our picks for the week. Thanks for the question there. All right, guys. My name is uh, Stephen. I'm from Virginia. And uh, my prediction for tomorrow, if this is going to be the season, I hope it is, I'm going to go 26 to zero. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. And uh, like I said, I'm from Virginia. I'm not from here originally. I've lived here about a year. So this time last year, I'm, I was not the Bears fan that I am now. Uh, so I want to get. Uh, I guess just about a year ago, yesterday was when uh, Khalil Mack was traded. So I want to hear from you what your reaction. Uh, was to that. Uh, I, I guess your expectation for the team last year and how that changed. I'll tell you it. my reaction. Oh shit! I got to go to a wedding. That was a crazy day. I'm literally standing at a church here in Lincoln Park, texting everybody I can in the league to find out trade details. I'm holding doors open for my brother-in-law's wedding out of the Catholic church over here in Lincoln Park. No lie, absolutely happened. Which, so that which, was my which church? Saint Alphonsus. I or? think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It seemed like it was probably it was a heck of a morning. Fun morning. Um, well, I was sleeping when that happened. Figures. And, uh, well, I was at the Wisconsin game the night before. And uh, usually that involves a couple beverages. It's actually required by law there. Um, so, yeah, I was sleeping, and I get a knock on the door, and it's my mother-in-law who was like, I think you need to wake up. <laughs> Like, even she knew the magnitude of what was happening. That's the Mitch Trubisky story, too. Didn't his, that, mother, yeah, yeah, didn't his yeah. mother wake him up? His hey, mom, you guys just traded Cleo Mack, and he, like, threw a sock at her or something. Yeah. Get out of here, mom. You're right. That is kind of his story. Yeah, no, but that's actually what happened, and then my reaction was pretty much the same. What did Matt Nagy say the other day? Holy, Holy hell. hell. Holy something hell. like that. I'll keep it cleaner than John's did. Um, <laughs> it's a podcast. No, it's fine. And, wow. I mean... And me, I don't know that we'll see a story like that again that was so impactful 
so quickly, and none of us could have expected even what he did in that first game against the Packers, which actually we were talking about this the other day. I, I still think that's the most incredible individual performance I've certainly covered in my nine years covering this team, and I don't know how it's going to be topped. When You just showed up for like five days, and all of a sudden you're doing that with no training camp. That was incredible. That first half was the greatest half of football we'll probably see from an individual yeah. player, expecting the circumstances. I, I actually I woke up early that morning, so I saw, I think it was Albert Breer had the first tweet that there was something might be happening. I'm like, oh, this might be happening. And then there was another tweet, and then Schefter had the tweet. And then I remember I said to my, this is my fiance at the time, I said, that's it. I'm going to be on my computer and my phone the rest of the day. Like, this is, yeah. I will see you at like 9 p.m. And, <laughs> and then we went out for dinner, and I was on my phone the whole time. We were just, we were mesmerized. It was unbelievable that that happened. Lucky for you. She liked all that. And she now, did. She now still, she's your wife. She did. She still married me, so it all worked out. You know what was the funniest part about that day was then, like, Final Cuts came out yeah. the same day, right? It was, yeah, like, was later in the afternoon, and it was like, well, this doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I was scrambling. To, oh, John Timu got cut. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much everything we've been talking about for two straight weeks. Eh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, appreciate all the questions uh, from the audience. We always have great interaction at these shows, and, and uh, they were very good questions. All right. Should we get to our games for this weekend? It is our first preview week, our first preview episode of the season. So we have NFL games to pick, which Johns is very, very excited about. Well, the NFL ones. Yes. Well, just the other ones. The, the that fact that you're that. not picking three college games. That's why you got Kevin here. How about that backdoor cover there? Uh, was it really? No, it wasn't a backdoor cover. Front door cover. Front door cover. It yeah. was a bad beat. Bad beat. That your Northwestern Wildcats were a part of the other hey, night. Cats, I guarantee you Northwestern will not lose this weekend. That's accurate. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't think they can lose. They have a bye. No cats. Pretty good slate of NFL games. I like this week one schedule. We'll start Falcons at Vikings. We always start in the NFC North. The Atlanta Falcons head to Minnesota for week one. The Vikings are a four-point favorite at home. It's a noon game Sunday on Fox. Who wants to start? Do we do spreads here? I'm yes. Yeah, this. you're picking the spreads. You're right. This is your first one. Yeah. Cool, Kev. So excited. Uh, I got <laughs> I got the Falcons. These are two teams I know nothing. I have no idea what these two teams are going to do. But I am my Vikings view is so skewed from watching them in the two games we saw them last year where they looked so bad. Yeah. And I'm just it's hard for me to think that they're actually going to be that much better. So I'll go with the I'll go with the Falcons to cover that. They'll, they might lose by a field goal, but that counts. Speaking of kicker situations. Ooh. Yeah, Vikings. Woof. Remember how everybody was obsessed with Kari Vedwick, Vedvik for a week? He gone. And now he's on the Jets. Yep. The Jets. And uh, Carlos Santos. So he signed with the uh, the Titans. Yeah, yeah. So you think the Bears have a bad kicking situation? Look, other teams and, are, the are Titans much worse. Uh, worked out Cody Parkey too. Oh, exactly. That's how bad other yeah. teams' kicking situations are. I don't like the Vikings. I, I think they're a good team. I think the Falcons are, are going to have kind of a, a response, just a better season than they have uh, last year. I don't know if they're going to win the, the NFC South, but they'll be a better team. Give me the Falcons covering that spread. Stephon Diggs already not practicing today with a hamstring. I don't know enough about that situation to know how serious it is for Sunday, but um, not good when he's already dealing with injuries. 
I'm, I, they, they're going to have Dalvin Cook going, though. Kevin Stefanski, their new offensive coordinator's emphasis on running the football. Um, this is probably as good and as healthy as the defense will be all season. So I am going to go with the Vikings here winning at home and covering the four points. They don't feel great about it, especially with the kicker situation, but that's what I'm going to go with uh, to, to start the season there. That was Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's first response to the Bears media room. That was his first ever conference call as a head coach. He had no idea what was coming. Nope. He had no idea. All right, the Lions at the Cardinals. Plus two and a half. Uh, The Cardinals are home dogs to the Detroit Lions. Is there a more insulting thing in football than that? Well, they're bad, man. They're bad. Even their front office is getting in trouble. You're not on the Kyler uh, Murray train? No, absolutely not. No, I I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be. Small, very small quarterback. Um, small. <laughs> I will say this though: I you would think of all people, Johns would yeah, support. <laughs> you thought he'd be a like, short yeah. quarterback, being you know having. It's some like success. me playing quarterback out there, just a little bit faster and with a better arm. But slightly yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah, slightly faster. You don't. Hey, back in the day, we were pretty fast. Um, I think the Lions. You know, I, every year I have like that hot garbage team. I think the Lions, I know you said some complimentary things about them, but Matt Patricia's tenure up there is not going to be long. They're going to be a hot garbage team this year. Maybe the Cardinals surprise everybody. You got some Kyler Murray heroics, even though I just said all those things about them. I'm taking the Cardinals. I think the Lions could be a very bad team this year. Wow, very bad. Yeah, I'm not high on the Lions. I think the Cardinals could have that kind of week one. No one knows what we're going to look like. Surprise. That might only last a quarter, though. I'll, I'll take I'll take Detroit. I, I, I'm a little more positive about Matthew Stafford, I think, than most. I think he's a good quarterback. You read that ringer story. I didn't. I have not read that yet, actually. But no, I'll, I'll take Detroit. He's a nice I'll take guy. Detroit. Arizona's, Arizona's uh, I just, I, that a I could have sworn at the start of training camp I read that Kevin White was the Cardinals' number two wide receiver. No, he got cut. Right, but now that that couldn't have been accurate because uh, Christian Kirk's still on the team, Larry right. Fitzgerald's still on the team. So, it, but maybe he was number three, and then he got cut. They didn't even wait until cut down day to get rid of him. I, I, I'm not buying the Cardinals' offense early, even if Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray becomes a good player. The Lions' defense is their strength. They're going to win this opener in Arizona. Why do I? The Lions play in Arizona every year. It seems like. That's a really Those weird are lucky schedule. Beat reporters, last place teams. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right. Uh, Where's Pat? Finley? I was just with Pat Finley. I heard Chris Emma was coming here tonight, but I haven't seen him yet. Still reeling over Notre Dame not covering. Oh yeah, he's very upset about that. I tried to tell him Louisville. That was a college game that took place on uh, Monday night there. Johnson. No, his high school team got walled by another Notre Dame. This is where Notre I, Dame of Niles. That's true. This is where I insert that "Who cares, Jeff?" Oh, that you sent me there. People care right there. See, yeah. right there okay. in the back. One guy in the bar raises right his back. hand. Congratulations! All right, the uh, Rams are at the Panthers. Panthers two and a half point home underdogs here noon Sunday on Fox. I feel like the Rams are going to be a letdown team. Okay. I see you read my 10 Bears things. Thank you. Mm, no. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, that was. Got Kyle Fuller. That was pretty good. No. Oh, I like Glennon. Um, wait, how do you feel about it? Like, I, I just feel like they're, they're, they they went far, made the Super Bowl. And I have the Rams not making the playoffs. Yes, there's always a team 
Like, they're going to be that team, like the Panthers were, since we're talking about the Panthers, yeah. a couple of years ago. Went, made it to the Super Bowl, lost in the Super Bowl, and then things have kind of fluctuated since then. And I know everybody loves them some Sean McVay, but I feel like this could be a letdown season after all the emotions they felt last year. Part of it is I'm buying the Seahawks hard. I think the Seahawks are going to win that division. Well, they got clowning out, too. And then someone, you know, some decent wild card-ish team is going to not make it because there's only two spots there. So I don't have the Rams making the playoffs, and I'll just go ahead and make this pick. On the other side, the Panthers are my team that I think stepping up this year. If you uh, did anyone watch All or Nothing, the Amazon show on the Panthers? So again, one guy raised his hand. Amazon can't be thrilled about that. But I love that series. I think it's better than Hard Knocks because they show you the regular season, and instead of them like trying to cram in interesting things from five weeks of preseason football, they show the regular season. They cram a whole season in eight episodes, and it's really entertaining. But beyond that, if you watched it, you saw the Panthers were 6-2 and two last year. All but two of their losses at the end of the season were very, very close games. A couple missed field goals, a couple plays. Uh, uh, Cam Newton had a wide-open receiver that he missed. As soon as Cam Newton's shoulder went downhill, the Panthers went downhill. They still have talent on that roster. As long as Newton's shoulder is better, and that's a question mark, sure, but I think he's back. I think Cam Newton has a big season. That means the Panthers have a big season in my mind. Not only do I think the Rams fall off, I think the Saints fall off too. I still have the Saints in as a wild card, but I have the Panthers winning the NFC South, actually. That's a long way of saying I think this all starts week one. Not only do the Panthers cover, they win outright against the Rams on Sunday. I'm not as down on the Rams as you guys are, but I... Hold that thought for one second. Yes. You had a good lock last week. Louisville. Yeah, your late yeah. your late edition lock. 1-0. It was a late edition. Uh, absurd. I, I'll also go Panthers covering. I, I'm not as down on the Rams. I think they're still going to be – I think they'll be okay. But I like the idea of Carolina kind of being that sleeper team. I, mean, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Cam is healthy – they're going to be in good shape. I, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot. By the way, Ron Rivera, the whole era he's been in Carolina, they have a good year, bad year, good year, yeah. bad year, good year, bad year. So this is just, just due for a good year. Yeah. I, I think that that's uh, easy easy to say. So did you see him tackle that fan? That's yes. Harold Jones Cordy, the Bears' yeah. former starting safety. I don't even know who he's playing for anymore, but I saw it on That on fan Twitter. came out hard and stayed hard. No. HJQ <laughs> came out hard and stayed hard. Just happy he had pants he, on because he, he, he didn't have a shirt on. Yes, he drilled that fan. Oh, good for you, HJQ. Staying alive in the Hogan Jets pocket. Did he make the rooster? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. But he tackled that fan. Which team was he on again? No idea, but he tackled that Because it didn't happen at Lambeau? <laughs> Lambeau. So whoever was playing, I don't know. He's in the Packers? No, no. It was the, whoever was playing the Packers. Well, Washington, maybe? There you go. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, you're right. right. He was on right. the Chiefs. Thank, Thank you, you very City. much. Yes. Big HJQ fan in the back over there. Thank you very you guys much. have some smart fans out here. Wait, these smart these listeners. are our listeners. Yeah. I'm not, not that, I shouldn't be surprised. And as right. Bob pointed out, these are the, the best of the listeners. Yes. yes. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, you guys have a good crowd. And you deserve it. You guys do a good job. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome to come back next week. <laughs> um, what do you think? Oh, I didn't even say the game yet. Steelers at Patriots. This is the Sunday night game. Patriots a five and a half point home favorite. Seven twenty Sunday on NBC. Go ahead, Kev. Uh, I think the Patriots defense might be pretty good this year. Might be a little better than years past. 
I don't know what to make the Steelers. I think they're happy that Antonio Brown's out of town. Um, mm. You know what? I'll go Steelers cover. I think it's you know I think it'll be a field goal game. So I go with the Pittsburgh cover. Pittsburgh cover. When we turned in our picks for uh, the athletic that somehow made the Bears the most disappointing team pick for this year, I saw everybody's pick in the AFC uh, East. What do you think it was? The Patriots. 44 riders picking the Patriots. They're not going to slow down. They no, are who yeah. they well, are. Plus that division. I know. Who yes, else yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. There's no, no surprise some, team Some there. people think the Jets are going to be much better this year. I was surprised Manish Met. Oh, didn't come pick on. Him. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he write something in the spring that was like Sam Darnold's? He does love Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold's like Jesus or something like that, I think was his headline. <laughs> um, I'm going Patriots cover. You can lock that up too, my friend. Steelers. Good analysis. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. I think the Steelers bounce back this year. Addition by subtraction, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm not sure they're going to win this game. They probably won't beat the Patriots on the road. That would be a stretch. But five and a half is a lot of points in the NFL. So I think they do cover that spread. Moving on. We're in Wrigleyville. It's just a good, clean edition of... We haven't talked about this yet, Kev. Did you see what he did in, in Bourbon A, trying to get Matt Nagy to say peanut punch? I was there for it, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So did you guys realize I was doing that in the moment? It took... Uh, uh, not in the moment. Two minutes later, yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I saw it in the moment. Shady. Investigative Shady. reporter. First of all... Hey, WGN does some great investigative work. That's all Adam Hogue was doing. And I, I disguised it in what was actually a valid question that I actually wanted to know the answer to. I thought it was pretty clever. I'm not going to go that far, but... Uh. I will admit, as soon as Ian Bunting had that ball punched out of his hand in that opener against the Panthers, I wrote it down in my notebook. Ask Matt Nagy. About the peanut punch? Yeah. Nice try. It was a flawed idea. It, 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 it wasn't the pro- plural version of the word, so it would not have worked. It was flawed, and I apologize to everybody involved, especially the head coach of the Chicago Bears. A valiant effort. The Houston Texans start their season at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a seven-point favorite over a team a lot of people are going to think are going to win the AFC South and be very good this year. That's a huge spread, but the Saints are always good in the Superdome. This is the first of two Monday night games. Was it last year the Saints lost in week one at home to Tampa Bay? Yes. Lock up the Saints for me. Lock up the Saints. They're not, that's not going to happen again. Not going to happen Lock again. Lock it up. It's a, it's a big number for a week one game, but I am so flummoxed by the Texans the past week. Yeah. And I think that there is some, I think they're going to have some trouble this year. Are you saying you think they need a general manager? That might help. I mean, I, I, I understand the idea of get, make, protecting your quarterback, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll yeah, lock up the Saints. Alvin Kamara will go for 200 yards. I'm with you. I just don't like the vibe out of Houston. No. It, and I like Deshaun Watson. I like Bill O'Brien as a coach. I'm well on record for saying that year after year with him. And theoretically, adding Laramie Tunsil should really, really help them because protecting Deshaun Watson was their biggest problem. 
I just don't like what's going on there. Like, the moves are not making sense. If you're a player in that organization right now, you have to be questioning what's going on. I just think they're off to a tough start, and that's why I I had them in the playoffs as a wild card, and I took them out and put the Browns in, which is the second most insulting thing that could happen to you (laughs) as an NFL team. Well, they're off to a rough start for their own doing. They're doing it to themselves. Again, I get the investment around Watson. This game, give me the Saints to cover. They may win pretty big in this one. By the way, Joe's supposed to be in here, too. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Joe, do you have any uh, strong opinions on any of these games that we've picked? I think you're right. I do not have any strong opinions other than uh, the Bears covering 24-10. I got them. uh, 24-10. 24-10. All right. Joe Romano on record is 24-10 in the Bears game. Three touchdowns, three two-point conversions. All right. Bears are going to lead the league in two-point conversion attempts. You know, that crossed my mind the other night, seriously. I was like, what if Matt Nagy starts going for two more after what happened last year? Well, I, I think they should go for two more just because it mathematically is smart. I, I'm with you. I yeah. think it. I don't think. I don't. I think you could have a decent kicker and still go for two more. I agree. Which makes sense. I love the idea that I think opposing coaches are very confused when they're down eight nothing. Yeah, like, I think when they went up eight nothing against Minnesota last year, I think Mike Zimmer was Flummox. lost. Flummox. Like, how do I get eight points? <laughs> Everyone's so 3, 7, 10, 13. I think go for two more often just because teams don't know what to do with when they're down by 8 or down by 16 or down by 11. Two field goals and a safety, like you yeah. said. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, I... I can't. I, I'm more surprised that there just hasn't been a coach that's been all in on that. Even Matt Nagy be the guy. Even at the college level. I mean, Chip Kelly used to do that a lot of Oregon. And I want to say Mark Helfrich carried that on maybe a little bit. It might be off there. It's, but he's now on the Bears staff. I'd like to see a, a bad team just start doing it. The coach is like, knows he's on the way out. Just try it. And then maybe he wins some public support. Jay Gruden. He doesn't seem like the type that would what do What about it? Cliff Kingsbury with Kyler Murray yeah, this year? There, there you go. go. What do they have to lose? Yeah. Except losing to the Lions. Um, all right. Joe, keep your mic handy because we're getting to Adam Johnson's favorite part of the show. We've got to get our college picks in. I know everybody loves this. There's actually good games this year, or this week. Texas A&M. At number one, Clemson. So, John's Clemson. By the way, the spread is 17 and a half. Has a, a very good quarterback, I know, yes. yes. I'm aware. Oh, get, Not draftable yet, though. Clemson. Clemson. It's like my analysis. I could have yeah. done that. Clemson. Is Kellen Mond still also the Clemson. quarterback for AM? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah? Okay. Clemson. Okay. I th- I'm in one of those things where I think you take Clemson to cover until they don't. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. There weren't they, them and Alabama like winning by thirty every week last year at Pretty the beginning much. of the year. Yeah, like if you just picked them all season, you probably did very very well. Um, Clemson for you, me too. At home, I'm going. Actually, yeah, I'm going Clemson. I thought yeah, about like, there for a second as well. This is like their one big game. They they don't have anybody in the ACC. A and M might be the best 500 team in all of college football. They play in the division with LSU, Bama, Ole Miss, uh, and then their crossover game is against Georgia. So they're gonna have a tough schedule. They'd be crushing the Big 12 if they're still in the Big 12. Oh yeah, but I'm Especially sure that Jimbo. Yeah, I'm sure that move has also made them better from a recruiting standpoint, being in the SEC. Um, 
All right, so across the board there, that's where we're uh, we're going with Clemson. That's always good. All right, number six, LSU at number nine, Texas. So this, LSU this is, a fun is game. the Tigers, John Z. <laughs> coach O is their coach, very popular yes, guy. Very, yeah, yelled at the media, or Did yelled at his players for yeah. shooting on his press Texas conferences. Texas Longhorns. Yes. Texas not is funny. Not a six-point home underdog in this game. 6.30 Saturday on ABC. Getting points in Austin? Joey Jojo, you love a home dog? I, I'm smelling home dog there, man. Yeah. Plus, Joe Burrow is from Ohio State, so that's a hard pass for me. LSU Sounds good, LSU Texas. was really good last week. I mean, they look bad. They yeah, look they like, yeah. That's probably why the spread is where it is. I'm sticking to my same rule that I went with Louisville last week. Home dog, big, huge game at night yeah. in your own ballpark. I'm, st- I'm going with Texas. When you start doing these okay. picks, you realize he has all these big rules, rules that, yeah. make, that he makes up as this goes. I'll bet goes. you, but that's the one rule I've said the most. And I bet you if we went back through all the podcasts, which I hope no one actually does, if you go back on all those times I've referenced that for the pick, I'll bet you I'm batting over 70%, maybe more. Sounds maybe like a challenge. Sounds like a project, Joe. I'll look it up. Joe does not have time for that. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Up, Who'd you pick? Is it, Are we all over Texas? Texas. All of us? Home dog. Right. And when we're all picking the same, that means you go the other way. You fade. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Everybody listening should fade that. All right, number 23. Stanford saw them last week at USC. USC a one-point home favorite, 930 Saturday night on ESPN. Quarterback still a question mark. Well, USC lost their quarterback. Is this game off the board? Is it? I don't know. Is it? I'm asking you. I don't think so. Is Costello playing? I don't know. Okay. I think it's still a question mark. Both, but USC lost their quarterback completely. So, and Stanford might be without Walker Little to left tackle too. Right. I haven't really checked up on that, but he got hurt in that game against Northwestern the other day too. I'm rolling with Stanford here. I think they might actually be good. Go Cardinal. You're going with Stanford as well? You know, uh, the guys at Salad Verbal, they call it a body blow game, right? Oh, yeah. I think a week after, you have to deal with the physical, intense, tenacious Northwestern Wildcats in the trenches. Stanford's going to be beat up, and they're not going to be able to handle USC. Tenacious. Even the backup quarterback, USC is going to, uh, going to win. Yeah, I like USC in this game, too. Thanks, Joey JoJo. Their coach has been on the hot seat since the beginning of time. This is basically make or break from here on out. Uh, Clay Helton was literally on the hot seat before he took that job. Since he got hired. It's like, hey, welcome to the job. Sit down in this hot seat. So, yeah, I'll I'll take the Trojans to cover. Uh, It's a big game to to, to keep his job. So, here we go. All right. I, I, I like it. Forgot to play that during the Packers segment. We're done with the picks. Are you, are you happy about it? Yes. Um, does anyone else, do you have any other NFL games? I have a couple that I like here. I like whoever is playing the Raiders. That's not a bad rule to follow yeah. all season long. Yeah, so I'll take Denver and however many points they're, they're given. I think it's a pickle. Then I will I, pick them. I will pick <laughs> the Broncos. <laughs> That's good. The Colts are six and a half point underdog at the Chargers. Which every Chargers home game is not really a home game. Yeah. And I I like the Colts. I really do. I heard the Jacoby percent bandwagon. I have the Colts losing to the Chiefs. I think he's a nice player. In the AFC Championship game. Yes. I think the Colts are having a great year. 
You think he's he just worth lost the Andrew Luck? Okay, they have an outstanding roster. Chris Ballard is an excellent general manager. You've seen enough to, of Jacoby Brissett to feel seven, that he's going to be the answer. Half, yeah. What is it? Do some futures. Seven and a half. <laughs> On the Colts? Yeah. Seven and a half over. Obviously, I just said they were going to go yes, to the FC yes, Championship yeah. game. Oh, yeah, they're over, yes. You, you think eight, they're eight, over seven and a half? Yes, it's good roster, okay. but they're not yeah. as good as they were with Andrew Luck. That division is garbage, too. I mean, they, yeah, they can they can win a few. They can win. They can go four and two in the AFC South. So, okay. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, I, I like them on uh, on Sunday against the Chargers. Yep. Also, like the Jaguars plus four at home against the Chiefs. First yeah. week, Jaguars are gonna be hyped up. They have a good defense. I know they're playing the Chiefs. I'm not saying they win this game, but I think it's gonna be close in Jacksonville. And the Jaguars, I'm interested to watch this year. Everyone, that's what. National pundits who are anti-Bears like the Bears of this year's Jaguars, which I don't agree with. That's always been a bad. But comparison. I think I think the ja- I think this year's Jaguars could rebound a little bit. I'm in, I'm interested to see what they do against KC. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we did it. Week one preview in the books. Awesome crowd here in House Two. Yeah! We appreciate everyone who came out tonight. What a good crowd. Um, the party's not really stopping, as far as I'm concerned. Here, we're just we're just joining in now. It's not a free seat in the place, yeah. I know. There's an overflow room. There's plenty. You know, we'll we'll get to the bar. I think yeah, they'll help us gotta, out here. Gonna play that Matt Nagy cheeseburgers out by there. Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, but that cheeseburger I had earlier was incredible. That's what I mean. I mean, it would have made more sense if I waited than after. Then we could have both had one together. Oh, you were hungry. Maybe you can have You're one with Kevin. Boy. I am. That is a that is a good one. All right. That's pretty much it, I think. So we'll wrap it up here from Houndstooth. Again, thanks to the crowd here tonight. Well, you said we have another question? Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. That whole preview that I wrote and the picks are up there. You guys have your season previews. Oh, Kevin, you wrote an outstanding story on the kickers. Of any story written on the kickers that had the most insight, because you talked to Patrick Manley, uh, Kevin Butler. Kevin Butler. Was Edinger in the story? Robbie Paul Gold Edinger, was in there. Robbie, Robbie Gold. Gold. If you want actual insight on what it's like to kick at Soldier Field, which is always a topic, that story had it. That was really well done on Thank The Athletic. You. Thank so you. So go check that out. It's up there today. Yeah, we definitely um, needed to plug The Athletic one more time, for sure. Yes. 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 Um, post-game episode tomorrow night from yep. Soldier Field yep. and, then, and then next Tuesday will be our following episode that'll be exclusively to our athletic subscribers thanks again everyone who came out tonight what a great crowd what a good start to the season we appreciate you guys and hey for you, if you're listening and you didn't come you've heard how fun it is so come out check out Houndstooth in the future especially if you're going to a Cubs game or something like that it's right down the street from Wrigley Field live podcast in Miami at the Super Bowl Ooh. I like it Oh man, we just both need a cheeseburger. Oh, cheeseburger? Best thing you did. Because it's gonna get messy.